previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And we did this based on the color of everything, but his team, when he was growing up, he really liked the St. Louis Cardinals because his favorite color was red. Mm -hmm. And so my team, I was like, well, what's the opposite of red? And it was the green A's. So I went with the athletics. It was kind of just because my brother liked a red team. So I was going to like a green team. Okay. We're going to come back to your brother in a second, but yeah, I believe it was late eighties, like 88. Yeah, nine that er, in that area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's go back to your brothers. Um, hello, Red Sox has the word red in it. <laughs> I mean, how much more clear can you get? You know what? That's a great point, And I'm going to have to talk to him about Please that. Please do. All right. <laughs> Back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Now, go, uh, what's got, going on We're going to start with some corrections, oh, sort boy. of. You just heard the opening. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I'd still like to know if uh, you got his brother on the whole Red Sox bandwagon. Right, I mean, right. There's plenty of room, plenty of room, especially because we kind of suck now. <laughs> but uh, Steve Osbold, episode two, he went, ahem, <clears throat> that's what he wrote. The A's went to the World Series in 1988, 89, and 90, but only won the 89 series. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what I said, I thought. I thought I said <laughs> late 80s, you know, I, I, maybe I didn't say three in a row. Now, one of those was, <laughs> Roxy won't know this. Well, you probably, maybe you read up on it. There was the big earthquake. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Does not ring a bell. Yeah, I was in rehearsal, big earthquake, right before the World Series game. Mm. One of the, I think it was game two, maybe. What not month sure. was this in? Well, I'm assuming it was October because that was around, you know, it was the World Series. So. Oh, yeah. So I was definitely alive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Roxy was breathing. All right. Good, good for I you. I had been born. All right. Then we have some other corrections. <laughs> Rup Sharma, episode 48. Chuck, Dan Byrne will be in Cincinnati on February 4th with Brandon Costello as his opening act. That's where it is. Cincinnati. Nice. Okay. I thought it was Lexington because yeah. that's where Brandon's around there. From, yep, yep, yeah. yep. Anyway. The comment you probably saw me make was to Tony Beeson, who said he may not make the Cincinnati show and wanted to see if anyone was going to the Columbus show the night before. I asked Tony if he was too good for Cincinnati now. Rup Sharma, Lebanon, Ohio. So I guess if I'm going to eavesdrop, I should just do a better job, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah. I screwed that really big time. Sure. So they are. Going to see, he is going to Cincinnati. Yep. Both of them. Brandon Costello, Dan Byrne, February 4th. We are going to see him tonight, Roxy. Yes. Yes. We're going to New Jersey. Because yep. we didn't get to see the show here in New York when he was here. Because right. it was sold out. Yeah. Sold out. Which is awesome. Yeah. And I think tonight sold out too. Yeah. Actually. So this is great for him. Yeah. Then we heard from Lisa D. As pertaining to our last episode, she said, so Oscars bumped up to the Best Picture noms from 5 to 10 back in 2009. And she even wrote, crazy that it's been that long. Though there were some years when it was 8 or 9, but I agree, it's too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't realize it had been that long that they were doing it. Yeah, like it's this. been a while. I was surprised. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember it being that long. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's just too many. Huh. All right. And then for our opening, this was kind of interesting because it kind of pertains to our TV talk from last time. Tony Beeson sent us a actual video and Tony Beeson episode nine. And it says, in line with your quote, fun and dumb questions, here is a Cincinnati area Airbnb, which has created the look of some TV sitcom dwellings. Okay. Now, I didn't show Roxy mm -hmm. this. This was really cool, Roxy. It basically is this Airbnb. I wish Simon was here because he had some Airbnb issues recently. Uh -huh. So I'm wondering how this is allowed. But I clicked on the article and it sounds like they have two ready. They have Friends and Seinfeld. Oh. Now, the Friends one was pretty cool. It wasn't an exact replica mm -hmm. of, I mean, it pretty much was. 
But like when you walked in the apartment, right to the left was one of the bedrooms oh, and a bathroom. Okay. But then as you walked in, to the left was the kitchen, uh-huh. the living room. The other bedrooms were across the way. And it was exactly decorated yeah. like the friend's home. Yeah. I mean, they have to work with what they've got. Yeah. Oh, of course. But. I mean, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I really do. Because oh, there's yeah. TV freaks like us out there that would We you know, would pick definitely. That. I think the. I think it said it started at 175 a night, though. Ooh. So it's a little pricey. But, I mean, you know, nowadays, that's what you're paying for hotels. That's essentially, true. That's in some true. places, depending on when you're getting them mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, no, I thought that was cool. So thanks for sending that in, Tony. I was holding it up to News Channel 12 <laughs> for everyone so they could see the pictures. Now, I didn't see any of the Seinfeld ones. Okay. So it got me thinking, though, Roxy, what other apartment would you like to... Apartment? Yeah, because it's they're not buying homes to do this. They're renovating apartments to do this. Mm. Now, like I said, uh, there were a couple other on the list, but I don't remember them off the top of my head, so they might be in the works already. There's only one that's coming to mind. Although, actually, now that I'm saying that, I can think of a couple that might be fun for the nostalgia, but I don't think I would want to stay there. <laughs> okay, like what? Like the Jeffersons. Okay. Like, I think it would be fun to just be in that apartment, just... In a deluxe apartment in the sky? Yeah, but let's in today's world, that's not so <laughs> deluxe anymore. And, you know, it's I'm just saying when you walked in, it really wasn't anything major. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, they had a lot of space. They and had I, like things weren't cramped in there. And I don't remember nice. the rooms. I'm sure at some point in um, the episodes, they went into the bedrooms. Yeah, I mostly but I don't remember, remember the kitchen, dining room and living yeah. room. Um, the, the one the first one that came to my mind off the top of my head was Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that would be kind yeah. of interesting. Uh-huh. Because like I said, you, you have to see these pictures. I mean, the decor was exactly. So they yeah. have like, you know, all of their science projects on the board and mm-hmm. stuff like they'd have all those things mm-hmm. that were in the apartment, all the superhero stuff that Sheldon yep. had, yep. stuff like that. They would see, have all of that I was thinking like Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, yeah. Okay. Laverne so you're going back to. Um, well, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, I guess it was kind no, of they an apartment. They were in an apartment. Sort yeah. Of. yeah. Yeah. So if you're going downstairs into uh-huh. an apartment, that could be cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Littles, what do you got? Do you have any other ones that you can think of? Because we asked that question, if you could live in a TV home. Right. And some people commented Seinfeld. Yeah. Mainly because we said they could live with the cast. Right. But yeah, I was trying to think of other ones mm-hmm. that we could come up oh, with. Oh, duh. Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yep. be great. Yeah. Actually, they have that little patio on the balcony, uh-huh. right? Or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's a cool one. All right, Roxy, we were ta- we were kidding last episode about New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Roxy still hasn't figured mine out, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, like I said, I didn't think she would. In some ways, I'm glad she isn't. Really, the only hint that you gave me was that it's very subtle. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a big deal. Yeah, right. But so. it's something, but I think it's a good thing. All right, here, you want a hint? Yeah. Okay, here's the hint. You know, you were saying you started reading Harry Potter. Right. Okay. Which I kind of fell off the wagon yeah, a little already. bit. So Roxy's New Year's uh, <laughs> resolution just went down the tubes. <laughs> I uh, wanted to, this will, a lot of the listeners will be interested in this. Mm-hmm. I actually started reading The Baby Chase. You did. By Tony Kornheiser. Yep. Yeah. It's the only book I hadn't read of his. Mm-hmm. Bobby Goffrey was very kind to lend me his copy. Yeah. Because uh, they're very difficult to get. Now, yeah. Roxy, I have to get one. I have to get an autograph. That's the only one I don't have autographed by uh-huh. Tony Kornheiser. So, Littles, if you got any connections, just saying. No, I mean, seriously, that would be a dream mm-hmm. to have the complete collection signed by him. I heard from other people. I think it was, I don't want, I don't want to out anyone on the, on the podcast, but we've heard other Littles talk about it. And a couple said they had to like stop reading it halfway through or yeah. even a quarter. I don't remember how far they got. Right. I'm about halfway through. Okay. And it's great so far. I mean, obviously it's unlike anything of his other stuff that he wrote. Right. And it's Is just it the very first thing he wrote? 
This is the first book he wrote. Okay. Yeah, this is it. Mm -hmm. Baby Chase. And his humor in his writing is in there. Mm -hmm. And it's just, even though it's a very serious topic book. Yep. And I I don't know what else to say. I just think it's funny because I'm finding more and more things about him (laughs) that pertain to me. So I I picked a little paragraph out. (laughs) Oh, dear. This is from (laughs) The Baby Chase by Tony Kornheiser. It says, I had to get myself out for a while. Luckily, today was Friday. And on Friday, I played softball. I pitched in the D.C. Recreation League with Bialystok and Bloom, a team named after Zara Mustel and Gene Wilder's characters in the movie The Producers. Ah. Our team constantly won 80% of its games. But even if we never scored a run, I'd be there each week on the banks of the Potomac between the shadows of the Washington and Lincoln Memorials. How cool would that be? That's really cool. Long ago, I learned that the next best thing to winning was losing. Just getting in the game was therapeutic. I found that the only way I could get my worries out of my mind was to put my mind on hold. And the only way I could do that was through physical activity. All I cared about at softball was softball. So thank you, God, for softball. Wow. I mean, Roxy, come on. Wow. That should be funny. Oh, boy. All these parallels between you and him. I was sitting there reading this book and I I got it's got a tear in my eye. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. Like, no, physical activity is, I mean, even for me, it's not necessarily softball as my choice, right. but well, I mean, through dance, dance you know, yeah, it's right, to right. move your body and to just like be focusing on that thing. It gives you kind of a break from whatever reality yeah. is stressing you out, but then it also kind of helps unblock you. I think physical activity can help the brain just kind of open up in a way that, you know, you were struggling with before and things can work out in ways that you didn't think. Yeah. But especially in the city playing softball, because, you know, it's the city. It's the the concrete jungle. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, 10 minutes away, you're walking into Central Park. And if you get far enough into the middle of it, like on the Great Lawn. Yeah. You can barely see the the city. Yeah. You know, and it's great. And it just takes you away and you're Mm -hmm. just focused on softball. And I can't tell you how many times I've said that Mm -hmm. to myself. Mm -hmm. So that was just really cool. Interesting. There's a couple other ones, too, that I was just. And of course, you know, Bialystok and Bloom reminded me of. Broadway Shelley because there used to be a, the producers used to have a team because oh, there's yeah. a Broadway show called The Producers. Uh-huh. Uh, is that the one Matthew Broderick played for? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, he played for a bunch of different yeah. ones, but that was one of the ones. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, of course. So anyway, I just thought that was really interesting. The Baby Chase Littles, I know it's not easy to get a copy, so shout out Bobby Goffrey for lending me his. And I believe Jamie Julian offered that up mm-hmm. too because I think she has one. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to the end. I'll let you know when I'm finished and uh, give you my review. So anyway. <laughs> All right, Roxy. Let's get to our Meet the Littles guest. Now, this one was interesting. Littles know that Roxy and I have been, you know, playing around with possibly moving. We're looking maybe for buying a house. You know, we don't know what we're doing yet once we get out of this. I was going to say hellhole. But <laughs> this I'll concrete say, jungle. I'll say the city. <laughs> uh, but no, this was interesting because this guest, something happened to him. So actually, it happened to my dad, too. He moved to a place down south. Mm-hmm. And when he got there, you know, there was like, 40,000 people there. Right. And then by the time he passed away last year, it had like exploded. Mm -hmm. Now, not even to this level, but we're going to hear all about it. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Alex Cobb from Springfield, Missouri, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Italian 
played in this episode by an artist named Amanda Easton. And this song is called Man Who Fell to Earth. Now, if you like what you hear, the best place to find all her stuff is on her website, amandaeaston.com. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-E-A-S-T-O-N.com. And she also says she'd love to have you give her a follow over on her Instagram page, which is at Amanda underscore Easton underscore singer. And we'll put all that in the show notes. And as always, we will play the full song, Man Who Fell to Earth by Amanda Easton at the end of the podcast. you loyal littles it's now time to meet the littles and roxy chuck here we go all right good times please welcome to the podcast rob schneider not that rob schneider hey rob how's it going i'm great how are you oh we're fantastic yeah now so much to get into you filled out the form which is great Mm -hmm. but as you know we're gonna let you start this off tell the loyal littles something about yourself Sure. Uh, my name is Rob Schneider. Uh, I live in Frisco, Texas. It's a suburb of Dallas, about 30 miles north. And when we moved here in 2003, it had 40,000 people and now has 220,000 people. Whoa. And it's actually pretty sports relevant. Like the FC Dallas Stadium for the MLS team is about a mile from my house. The Star, which is Cowboys headquarters, is here. The minor league baseball, minor league hockey. The PGA of America headquarters is moving from Florida, has moved from Florida to here. Uh, and we're going to have actually two 18-hole courses and going to host PGA Championship, a LPGA Championship, and a Senior PGA Championship in the next six years. So Frisco's, wow. uh, I think it's called Sportstown USA. It's one of these places where you raise youth athletes, too. It's booming. Wait, what? That's is, amazing. That's unheard of. How did all this happen? Well, there's a lot of them here. The best explanation I got when I moved here was there's a suburb that's a lot older called Plano, which is just oh, south. Oh, yeah. I know Plano. Yeah. And they said to get a sense of how big Dallas and Dallas-Fort Worth, just this area is, which is roughly about the size of New England. But Plano was the size of Louisville, Kentucky. And they just basically plopped that on top of Dallas. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, another Louisville is getting plopped on top of Dallas. So (laughs) there's all sorts of suburbs like that here. And it's just a really kind of boom area. And what's even crazier is now it's going further north. So there are suburbs now that are probably 40, 50 miles north of Dallas. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. No, the size of this place is amazing. That's kind of exciting. But also the people that may have been there for yeah. their whole lives that are like, to my dad. you know, what's happening? He moved down to a place in Tennessee called Hartsville, Tennessee, which I'm mm-hmm. sure 90% of maybe 99% of our listeners have never even heard of. So when I would say I'm going to visit my parents, I'd say Nashville because it's about 45 minutes outside of Nashville. Yeah. Sure. And they moved there because there was nothing there. Yep. That's how they lived up in New York, in upstate New York, in the middle of nowhere on a farm, a town that had one blinking light, and that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So they upgraded a little bit. There was one light, but it actually had a red, green, and yellow on it. <laughs> yes. So that was big for them. Yeah. Okay. Since they moved there, I mean, within the first five or 10 years, all of a sudden these developments, they got a McDonald's, a Subway, mm-hmm. and all these other, they're like, what is this? You uh-huh. know, and uh, it just, got booming yeah they just everyone's... yeah frisco's been a town forever it, it had about ten thousand people that lived here it used to be a train stop north of dallas and then people just started moving here mm. and the sad thing down there was they dug up a couple golf courses to build developments 
That killed me. So you're actually yeah, you're going creating the opposite. Yeah, right. golf courses. <laughs> right. yes. Now, these golf courses were terrible, but I loved them because you could go play like 18 holes for 10 bucks. Yeah. Like you could just, right. yeah, they were great. You know, if you just wanted to hit the ball. But okay, well, let's figure out how you got there. So where did you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Things like that. Sure. I grew up uh, in a smaller town in Northeast Missouri called Kirksville. And um, that's also where I went to school. There's a school called Truman State University that's mm-hmm. there. And it's about three hours north of Kansas City and St. Louis in either direction. And so uh, I grew up in that town and then graduated, worked at a bunch of newspapers all around Missouri and St. Joseph, Missouri. And then I got a job in St. Louis for four years. And then in 2003, I moved my family down here to work at the Dallas Morning News. So we've lived here for coming up on 20 years, actually. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. That's great. And what was your major? Was it journalism? Journalism, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I was a sports writer, sports editor, and then what I did, I was a designer, so I would design pages, and that's what I did to kind of move my career up, and that's what I was doing at the Dallas Morning News when I got here, too. Gotcha. Oh, cool. Now, you never had an ambition to work side-by-side side with Mr. Tony at the Washington Post? I mean, is there... You All right. Know, so here, here's a story. <laughs> Little a story. Look, so, I just have uh, I, I have the form in front of me. So there's a story. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm exactly. trying to set them up for that. Go ahead. <laughs> right. So 2004, and I had a great in with this, where the sports editor's roommate uh, was married to one of the sports editors at the Dallas Morning News, and mm. so I got one of those job interviews where I would have had to screw it up to not get the offer. Like, mm. but it was because I had a great reference. But I'd only been working in Dallas for about a year and a half. And so in 2004, I interviewed at the Washington Post. And so this is still when Tony and and Mike were, were columnists. So the pressure was off, I, I guess. And so I wasn't really nervous as much as I was just kind of trying out if I liked the place. And it was one of those deals where at the end of the day, they said, figure out if you can live here. Because yeah. that was the big thing about D.C. at that point. You basically had to come from either coast and have you'd have to have a lot of house money or you're going to have to live like an hour and a half away. Right. And so it, I think it's got a lot better, but it was one of those deals. And so one of my first interviews of the day was with this woman, Tracy Hamilton, who I think was on Tony's show for a long time. And I was an intermittent listener to the Tony show, and I can explain that here in a second. But I spent the entire hour talking to her, uh, just asking her questions about Tony and just <laughs> basically being a fanboy. And I think he would come in in the mornings, but I knew enough that newspaper columnists usually didn't spend a lot of time at the paper. They were always at events. They weren't there. They basically came in to pick their paycheck a lot of times. But I think Tony actually did uh, have some office hours and would come in and uh, yell at people. So, um, <laughs> and this was not, yeah, there's a, I think I heard Gary say this when he was on, there's a kinder, gentler Tony than there used to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's a lot, he has a lot softer side these days. And I think that this was still when he had the uh, rougher edges. Right. On him. <laughs> right. But I was still a really big fanboy. I started listening to the show. I think the first time I heard it was on ESPN radio in 1998. I actually went to the Tony Kornheiser Wikipedia page to see if I could try to track down some of these numbers because I couldn't, I can't, my memory is horrible. But I listened to it and I immediately just fell in love because he was yelling at callers, because he would interrupt the Duke when he was doing the updates. And (laughs) I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever heard. Now, I couldn't consistently listen to it for a long time, but every time I was on, I was driving or was, was in front of ESPN radio, I would listen to it. And then it was on XM, I think, and intermittently listened to it whenever I could. It was on XM in 2005. And so I started being able to more regularly listen to it. 
And then at some point, pretty close after that, it was a podcast at ESPN. And I didn't realize until later that I was listening to a shorter version of the show. But really, so probably 2005, 2006, and I don't have the exact year on there. That's when I really started listening to the show daily. And this is also when he would take huge breaks. He would take a huge break in the summer. Or he would, this is when he would take NFL breaks, too. So ah, um, right. really, it was the podcast and listening to that shortened podcast. Then they offered the longer version of the show. I think the shorter version didn't have old guy radio and maybe only had one of the interviews. Mm. Right. But so had some of the staples, but maybe not um, some of the others. And so I wouldn't get the jokes a lot of times. It took me a long time to kind of pick up the vernacular. I think it's a lot more accessible now. I'll tell you how dumb I was about the show. So whenever he stopped doing the show and he was going to move to the podcast, whatever that whatever that time 2016 ish yeah okay yeah so 2016 i've been listening to the show pretty regularly for a long time and i'd heard nigel and so i think they had a couple of uh, shows they still had to record and so there was a broadcast with david aldridge and mark stern and i remember listening to that i'm like you know mark's laugh is a lot like nigel's that is really weird (laughs) and i had no idea that it was the same person wow and that's how but I'm not day to day, but probably 10 years listening to a show at that point for a long time and just didn't know. Um, yeah. So I'm dumb. Is what I'm, <laughs> no. Well, that's OK. We're the fun and dumb show. So this is perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's my fanboy. I've never actually met Tony. So. Oh, really? OK. Oh, that's too right. bad. Yeah. I was going to get into some of those questions. But first, let's do your sports fandom because you're all over the place. You know, where yes. you grew up and stuff like that. So what's your favorite yeah. sport? I'm guessing it's soccer now. NFL. No. NFL. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who, and I, my wife is a saint. I'm the kind of guy who watches the red zone from noon mm-hmm. until 6:30 every Sunday. Oh, wow. I like, you know, I like fantasy football, but I like, I just like the NFL in general, probably more so than anything. I'm a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan, but as the years have gone on, baseball is less and less important, and it becomes more something I pay attention to on day to day basis, but more watching every playoff game and not watching every game. Gotcha. So football-wise, my dad and I were huge St. Louis Cardinals football fans. Mm -hmm. They left St. Louis in 1987. When I moved to St. Louis in 1999, I was doing sports design, and that was the year that the St. Louis Rams won the Super Bowl. So I vividly remember the preseason game where Trent Green comes down and this guy, Kurt Warner, is going to be our starter. And who the hell is this guy? And we have no idea, yep. you know, about anything. That was a lot of fun. So I became a St. Louis Rams fan by proxy. Just, it was a really fun time to be a St. Louis Rams yeah. fan. Sure. And then, of course, So I was for a long time after that, too. They, of course, left. My dad became a Kansas State Chiefs fan. So if I had to pick one team, it'd be the Chiefs. I love following the Cowboys. Dallas is a lot more fun when the Cowboys are bad mm-hmm. versus good. So I'm all over the place on that basketball Dallas Mavericks but it's lower down on the tier right but they're a lot of fun to watch right now as well yeah. soccer probably FC Dallas which is here and Wolverhampton in the uh Premier League wow okay I have no idea what that I is. like the logo <laughs> I like the logo there for a long time and that's the reason well so. this is going to come out if it hasn't yet but Roxy and I have been catching up on Ted Lasso we have been so we're learning lots about the Premier League and all these other we just finished season That's... one and we're going to continue and relegation yeah and what relegation relegation yeah. is something that would be great if it were the U.S. yeah yeah <laughs> right. yeah right. just can't figure out how to do it yeah yeah it's true although I feel like fans of sports like especially something like our football American football I feel like fans would revolt yeah they probably would yeah. I think they would Ted Lasso's great. There's a show on Hulu uh, about Wrexham, 
which was purchased by Ryan Reynolds and uh, well, I love him. Funny. You just said the right uh, word. <laughs> and, and you talk about the EPL. That's number one. This league's like ten leagues down. They're in the lowest league, and the whole first season is them trying to get out of the lowest league. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, if Ryan Reynolds has anything to do with it, I'm sure it's really good. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's a big Ryan Reynolds fan, if you can't tell. All right, real quick, because I'm going by the form. We have to hear. I, it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. You actually visited the Uranus Fudge Factory. Yeah, we were. My family lives. Most of my family lives in uh, in Kirksville in Northeast Missouri, and so we spent a week after Christmas going up there. We also spent a week. My wife's family is all in St. Louis, and on the way home on I-44, every time we pass the Uranus Fudge Factory. <laughs> And my daughter, who's 22 now, said, all right, we're stopping at the end. <laughs> also, you had, like, right, had you well. never been? So New Year's, no, no. Well, because it's it's really, when we pass it, we're either, you're only a couple hours from St. Louis, you just want to get there. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. on the yep. way home, you're going as fast as you can to get home. Yeah. Yep. And so, like, it's never leisurely that we're there. Yeah. And so we stopped, and it did not disappoint. <laughs> Good. Your 22-year-old daughter liked it, did she? She did. All right. She did. For one thing, the employees are really funny. They yell, welcome to the fudge factory as soon as you walk in the door. Yeah. It has a lot of fun stuff, whether it be candy or like toys that you had when you were a kid. Oh, or mm-hmm. there's a pup-pup golf course there. There's a liquor store there. There's <laughs> fun. Every, this thing goes on for like a full city block and goes pretty back. Okay. Pretty All I'm going to say is I'm going to put the plea out there. I forget who are St. Louis, Missouri. I know Alex. I forget all of them, but, and I know there's talk of doing it on a boat on a lake, but I, I'm sorry. Somebody has to do a summer of littles at the Uranus Fudge Factory. They have to. I mean, they have to. I mean, how freaking great would that be? That would be great. That would be great. All right. Littles. Somebody make that happen. That's all I can say. All right. We've got lots more to get to on this form, but we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy, we are so lucky to be here with Rob Schneider. Now, not that Rob Schneider. We have the better one, I think. That's how I feel. Yeah. So we, one question I wanted to ask that we didn't get into in the first segment was, have you ever had a letter read on the show? I have tried many times. Never. Never. But I'm wow. excited because I think I have it in on a Burger King story that I think might be able to make the show. Ooh, oh, okay. okay. So we won't. Even, we shouldn't talk about that then, just in case. You could send it to us if it doesn't get read. Yes. Because we do right. that sometimes too. Yeah. People will send in unread emails. We like to say this is where all the unread emails and jingles go to die. Right, exactly. <laughs> or actually be heard, I should say. Okay, but I'm just going to make a push for you. I, I don't know if Nigel listens to these podcasts or not, but I'm going to push because I said, did you ever have a, sh- a letter read on the show, the Tony Kornheiser show? You said no. I'm going to ask you another. Have you ever had a letter read on the David Letterman show? Whoa. I did. I Whoa. did in 1987. had a letter read on David Letterman. I had a little drawing on there. I just found it. You can find almost anything on YouTube these days, and I was lucky enough to find it. Where I live was so small that we had two NBC affiliates, and one aired Letterman 30 minutes later, so I actually got it on videotape. And then that videotape was destroyed later on. Oh, no. Uh, that's a whole other story. But I, it is on YouTube. You can find it now. Oh, no, 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 Rob. We aim to please here on the Loyal Littles podcast. Why wait? <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. No time. Here we go. Moving on. Number three. Dear Dave, aren't you afraid that Roger Ebert is going to meet you someday and beat the living daylights out of you? <laughs> or sit on you or something, hoping you don't die, Rob Schneider, Kirksville, Missouri. 
You know, you know, Rob, I'm sure that uh, Roger Ebert understands that any little comment I may have made about him in the past was, was just a little joke and it was all in fun. And, and by the way, you made a mistake there uh, in your little illustration. Uh, I believe what you've done there is you've drawn a picture of Gene Siskel, the other guy. It's a common mistake. Here, here is Roger Ebert. The other guy was Gene Siskel. It happens all the time. I still get him confused. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's so, so I'm cool. wondering, maybe there's a way you could send a copy of that letter in and then yes. dra draft one up very similar, like, Dear Mr. Tony, aren't you afraid so-and-so... I don't know who he's been b trashing on the show lately. Uh, just my work. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. He doesn't trash people nearly as yeah. much. Yeah. No, not as much. It's not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as fun. So funny. Right. Wait, but that's Crush so cool. Nappies. That's very cool. I didn't know you could write into David Letterman. I mean, obviously now. This was now, a big but... thing on the NBC show before he was on. Um, uh, yeah, I'm this much, was also. Much older than you two, I'm sure. This so. was also before Roxy. <laughs> oh, I see. Probably before I see. you were born, right? Yes, mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right, and then let's finish up the form because you filled it out. Yeah. So you said yes. you have a cool story about Ben Folds 5 or just Ben Folds. Yeah, uh, Ben Folds. So I've been a big Ben Folds fan for a long time. And our, our son, Ben, has uh, he's legally blind, has autism and also some other, some other things, but uh, low IQ. And so he has been a special needs child for a long time. He was nonverbal for a long time, but music has always been really special for him. Mm. He started playing the piano at a really young age. But there was a, uh, a Ben Folds 5 song called Sky High that was when they, they had a reunion album in maybe 2008. And there's a piano part in there, and he started playing it. And it was really the first time that he ever played like a complete song. And I knew via a friend of a friend, I knew who Ben Folds' manager was, and he lived in Nashville. And so I thought Ben Folds was coming to town. I'd already bought tickets to the show. But hey, maybe there's a chance that those two could meet because it was really special. And it was a really a, like a turning point for my son. My yeah. son is also named, I guess I need to say that. My son is also named Ben. Yeah. So it's there's two Bens here. And really... It was a turning point for him musically in a lot of ways, and I'll explain that more in a second, but sent a letter to his manager just about the power of music and how much cement and that he was always loved Ben Fold's music. And I think maybe five or 10 minutes later, I heard back from the manager and said, hey, this is awesome. I don't know all the details yet, but we'll figure this out. Wow, and so when Ben Folds was in town, they have these kind of fan only things where you pay for access and you mm -hmm. get like a meet and stuff like that. So we were invited to that. We waited to the very end, and so my son Ben comes up to meet Ben and get his autograph and all this stuff. And I was, I had kept my expectations very low for this, mm -hmm. and thought it would be really short, and was kind of, you know, trying to push it on because I knew he had places to be, and this is like a couple hours before the show. My son Ben says to Ben, "I want to go play the piano on the stage," <laughs> and so that, the other thing is, I had worked at the Dallas Morning News for a long time, so I had friends on Facebook, and I had put this story up on Facebook. They wanted to write a story about it. It ends up being on the front page of the paper the day of the concert. And just this amazing story that one of the reporters wrote about this. And Ben has a really remarkable story in himself, yeah. my son Ben. And so there was a photographer and a reporter there because they wanted to just be there for the meet and greet. Mm -hmm. So my son Ben starts walking on the stage, goes up and starts playing sky high and just starts fooling around. Ben folds, just gets on the drums because he was also a drummer mm -hmm. and could do everything. And so he started jamming. Wow. And five minutes, and it was unbelievable. Aww. And so all this is luckily all this is documented with this uh, amazing photographer for the Dallas Morning News and, and a reporter. And it was like one of these things where you literally couldn't write this story out. So that was about eight years ago, 
and my son's now 17 and he can't read music because of the blindness, but he has perfect pitch and he knows every chord. He can play guitar, banjo, piano, anything. Wow. He has a remarkable music. And that was really kind of the start of it, to mm-hmm. tell you the truth, because for a long time he was nonverbal. And anyway, a really cool story. And then Ben Foltz had a book uh, out a couple of years ago and he had a book signing here and we were able to get him a copy of that and they were able to meet the second time. He's been really cool. Oh, so that's great. That's now, incredible. Stupid, maybe stupid quick. Did your son at the time know who was playing drums with him? Oh yeah. He no, did. no, he knew the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we walked on stage and it was when he was playing with an orchestra. Oh, right. I was worried that Ben was going to, my son Ben was going to run to these instruments and we were in front of the stage. So it was all set up for that night's concert. Mm-hmm. And so, right. yeah, no, he knew. And when you have autism, you're like the center of the universe anyway. So you think nothing of amazing things happening all the time. And that's really the way it is with my son. Wow. So, wow, that's fantastic. That's so incredible. All right, Rob. Well, we can't thank you enough for sharing all those stories. I mean, that's amazing. Now, we can't let you go, though, without some fun, dumb questions. We hope you're okay with that. Okay. Roxy, Great. what do we got? All right. Would you rather live for a week in the past or a week in the future? Week in the future. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then go back and gamble on all the... Yeah, right. Yeah. Back to the future stuff uh-huh. and then make yeah. money. Yeah. No, it's definitely the way to go. Nice. All right. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? There's so many. Um, <laughs> really right, we love when we hear that. I got a lot of scars. You know... Not a lot. Uh, Let's go with, I once, when we were in kindergarten, we had ducks. And I don't know if you remember old school, uh, like, kids' scissors used to have plastic wrap around them. One of the pieces of plastic was, like, loose, and so I put it in there. I threw it in with the ducks, and then, like, one of the ducks died, like, the next day. Oh, no. The kids are crying, and I've always blamed myself for that. I don't even really know if it's embarrassing, but that's what I, I killed the duck with Aww. by throwing plastic. But you were only five. Looking I... back, when I killed that hobo five years ago, <laughs> probably should have seen that coming. But you know, <laughs> nobody even knows about that. That's, <laughs> that secret's gonna stay with us, right? right. Oh, absolutely. Right. You know, that's so funny. I feel like kindergarten is the place where like things happen to kids and then it changes them forever. Like I was a bully right. in kindergarten. You were a bully? I was a bully in kindergarten. Whoa. Yeah. I elbowed this poor girl until I made her cry one day and then we became friends and her mom pierced my ears for me when I was nine. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Roxy the bully. I was. I Not felt like so bad. Not like you have really specific opinions about that. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> wow. That's a vivid memory. Yeah. 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 Well, she cried. That's why I, I just, I will never forget it. And it changed my life forever. Wow. Yep. I don't know. I think Roxy's fan base just might've went down a little bit there. I was going to say. All right. What's next? Okay. What's the one food you could never bring yourself to eat? Oh, I'm going to go with a staple of what my dad would eat, liver and onions and liver. No, yeah. no, no. That's a great answer. But I, I well, agree with that. The onions I'm okay with, but the liver. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. Liver. No. All right, what's a special hidden talent that you have that no one else knows about? You know, uh, a bar trick that a friend of mine taught me a long time ago is can you eat six saltine crackers in one minute? And I love saltine crackers. Zesta are the best, by the way. We aren't even going to have a conversation about that. (laughs) But I love saltine crackers. (laughs) And that seems like something you'd be able to do pretty easily. But what happens is it becomes kind of a pasty mess in your mouth. And you really can't, you can't kind of clear it out. But I can because I've learned because okay, I've practiced. I, it's six in a minute. 
Six in a minute. Oh, I'm I could do that. I'm no going to go problem. on a record. I could do at yeah, least. You're wrong. I'm going to say I could do eight. I could say at least eight, maybe ten. Okay, we're going to go to the store after this, this and is, then we're going to yeah. try it. None of these things are true. I mean, I was beaten by someone once who literally put him in his mouth, and you could, like a cartoon, you could see the thing go down his throat. Like oh. he was literally scratching his throat up just so he could beat me. Okay, and, but, but a minute's yeah. a so, long time. Really, it's a lot harder. So obviously you. there's none of this weak crap where they get to dip it in water, right? And then you put oh, it no, in no, your no, mouth no. like these there's hot no dogs. Water. That's bullshit. No water. I hate that. Okay. Yeah, no, there's no water. Okay, right. There's no water. But I you just have to like have it. It's my life, you just have so. to get it down, right? I mean, that's... You have to clear, your mouth has to be clear in 60 seconds. Because I'm assuming it's it would be the equivalent of like trying to eat like a a half cup or a cup of peanut butter in a minute, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be that kind of, ugh. but this isn't liquid. And that's the thing. It kind of becomes this whole different thing in your mouth. You, I guarantee you. And, and then we'll talk. Okay, I, well, I, we're I, gonna try this. I guarantee it's you. Great, gonna... It's a great bar bet. It's a great bar bet. It's a great thing. <laughs> right. Like a whole table. It's a, yeah. It's a okay. Challenge Littles, accepted. This needs to be a jingle fest event. I'm saying right. it now. Yes. <laughs> Cracker eating contest. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Okay. What personal trait has gotten you in the most trouble? Sarcasm. Okay. Yep. Nice. That's a popular one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That would be. I think especially with the littles. Yeah. Because sar- <laughs> yes. sarcasm is smart yes. and funny. So. Right. Right. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Cartoon character for a week. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, if you were the host of Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Ooh, it's a good one. I'm gonna go with Foo Fighters. Ooh, Ooh okay. that's a good one. Show nice. Yeah, no, that's a good one. What reality show do you think you would be the best on? Oh gosh, um, not Survivor. Why not? Oh, and no, I just would not. That would not go well. <laughs> I yeah, I'd be crying on camera in like five seconds. <laughs> I want to go home. Dad, some, come, yeah, pick some, Dad, come pick me up. Take some injury to try to get the producers to send me off. A reality show that I would be best at, I think it would be Mass Singer. How about Mass Singer? I've never watched a Mass Singer, but neither have we. I think I've watched one episode. Now I have a sister that swears by it. She thinks it's the greatest show out there, and I just wrong. But you know, (laughs) great that she has that opinion. (laughs) I don't quite get the whole concept. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in all fairness, I guess we should watch it before I start judging it like that. But no, probably not. You don't need to watch. Yeah, no, I don't need to watch it. Yeah, Yeah. All right, you want one more, Roxy? Kind of going off that, if you could be on a game show, which one would you want to be on? Let's say Wheel of Fortune. Nice. All right. Fresh Fortune. Yep. yep. Been watching that Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, and that's, yeah. Yeah, we started, uh, who was on? Uh, uh, Abbott Elementary. Oh, it was the Abbott oh, Elementary. Abbott Elementary, yeah, because we watched that show, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right, Roxy, well, let's end uh, with some rapid fire. Mm, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Half full or half empty? Oh, it's half full. Nice. All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? You know, I really I like them both. I'm a big I'm a big Star Wars guy. My dad's a big Star Trek guy. Okay. So gotcha. Star Wars. Nice. Right. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Ooh, up. Up. Okay. All right. Partridge family or the Brady Bunch? Brady Bunch. Are you a cat person or a dog person? We have two dogs and three cats. So a cat I just person. Got a, <laughs> no, yeah, my wife's a cat person. Uh, I like them both, but I, now that I have a golden, I'm a dog person. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. All right, and just because I'm going to go back, because we haven't done this one in a long time, what group of kids would you want to hang out with? The kids from E.T., Goonies, Stand By Me, or Stranger Things? Or The or Sandlot. Or The Sandlot, sorry. I'm going to say Goonies. Nice. Okay. What nice. is it? Goonies never say die? 
Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. I've, I've seen, I think, the entire movie, but not all in one sitting. Right. I've seen clips. So we're going to go back and watch so it. So we got, yes, we go it is high it. on the list. All right. Yes. And then let's close it out with Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny. Well, <laughs> as Uranus Fudge Factory veteran now, I would have to say, I honestly, I might have said before this, they were not funny. Oh. They're never not funny now. Oh, good. See? So, good. so maybe cool Aunt Claire just needs to go visit the fudge factory. Yeah, she does. <laughs> She's screaming at her <laughs> phone do, right now. Do you know now. what happened to me with cool Aunt Claire? No. I had no idea of that ban, and so I put it on there. and then That was cool recent, Claire, right? Yeah, that was when I did it, whenever, whenever we were there. And I put it on, and cool Aunt Claire came on and said, all right, this breaks the rules. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry. Do you want me to delete this? And I guess everybody else has been a jerk that <laughs> she says that. And so she was so sweet about it. And I think it's still up, actually. So, oh, did she say, was this the one to she make She said a, she was going to keep it up just for a warning for to, people. To like, or, yeah. <laughs> right? As yeah. an example. To like set a, an example. Like, like cutting off my head and putting on a spike. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Excellent. You know, I saw that and my reaction was, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I didn't understand it. And somebody yeah. else said that's like, and the countdown begins. I'm like, what? Yeah. 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 Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, Rob, seriously, can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been fantastic. Is there anything we can plug for you? Uh, how can we get in touch with you? Uh, well, let's see. I'm on the I'm on the Facebook group, so that would be a good start. I think that's probably the best place for people okay. that, of this community to to see me and see all the, the dumb stuff that I say. <laughs> all right. Excellent. <laughs> all right. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? You know, with this show, I never, it's one of these opinions that I never knew I actually had until I'd seen this. And <laughs> I would not go into somebody's house, Chuck Todd, and, and turn it over, by the way. But I think over, over feels better. Over feels Right. I'm not really don't have a strong opinion on this. Oh, OK. OK. All right. I was hoping you were going to ask me the smoother, crunchy peanut butter because crunchy peanut butter is for cereal killers. Oh, <laughs> so, Ooh. Throwing it down. Well, we try to mix yeah. it up a little bit and I feel like we do that one every I'm time. I'm smooth. He's crunchy. So I know that is. I guess wow. I should sleep with one eye open tonight. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just going to go here and be like, well, it's called peanut butter. It's so called peanut. It should have peanuts in it. Butter. It would just be called butter. <laughs> Like the butter you put on bread or whatever. If you just wanted butter, then just have butter. Oh, if you man. want peanut butter. This can of worms. Anyway, so, right. Good for yeah. you, sir. Way to, way to open that wound. Yeah. Let me Love know it. how the counseling goes on that. All he's, right. He's All like, right. <laughs> here, here's the salt. Let me pour some more in there. All right. Well, thanks again, Rob. We really appreciate it. Thank you. This is great. Can't wait to uh, listen to the other almost 200 episodes of this show so I wow. can catch up and not feel guilty about it. I'll let y'all know, like 2025, I think that'll be when I get to that done. So <laughs> right. I'll All let right. you know how I think. Well, well thanks to for it. becoming a loyal listener. Hopefully yes. after you get through the next five, you'll still want to listen. That's yeah. all we can say. <laughs> <Yes>. so. <laughs> all right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. This is Mark Schaefer, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Rob, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Always a good time there. Now, Roxy, we have our emails, but you know what we haven't done in a long time, Roxy? What? Well, Littles, we have, a, you know, sometimes we're just sitting around the apartment or we're out and about and we start mentioning something or something happened. We're like, oh, we got to talk about that mm -hmm. on the podcast. So we've created this little list and we haven't gone to it in a long time, actually. And we've deemed it Chuck and Roxy's Talking Points. Yep. So we're going to pick one of these okay. off of the list 
because uh, I thought this would be a little fun. I'm trying to think of one. I mean, this one, one or two of these we could do together. I think the one that's most appropriate is that Chuck tried the mandolin finally. Yes. Okay. Now, a slicer. We, yeah. Uh, well, I think the littles know because, I mean, we've had Oz write in uh-huh, and other people and uh-huh. say how dangerous these things are. Make sure you buy the gloves, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Now, I got to be honest. Not a big deal. <laughs> I, I had no, I didn't wear gloves. No big deal. I was obviously very careful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not saying that, but everything was fine. Mm-hmm. That worked fine. I love it, by you the way. You still have all 10 I, fingers. I wish we, well, sort of. I wish <laughs> we could have our apartment kitchen big enough where we could just have these things out and about because yeah. we have to keep putting it away in the box. And so it's not that readily available. Right. So it's kind of a pain. So it's, you know, I, otherwise I would use it a lot more, yeah. I guess is my point. Yeah. I think you're a uh, brother and sister-in-law got it for they us, right? They did. Yeah. And uh, it's great. Now I bring this up because just last night, Chuck was making dinner for Roxy. I was <laughs> making chicken Parmesan. Uh-huh. And we uh, came big, out really good. Came out really good. Big fan of garlic bread. Yep. And <laughs> Chuck cuts his finger. Trying to slice the bread Trying open. Trying to slice Is the that bread. Happened? That's all I was doing. Yeah. Slicing the bread. Yeah. I, I mean, because these were rolls. You know, they were rolls yeah. that we like to make turn into garlic bread. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was funny. And I'm like, how can I freaking handle a mandolin? <laughs> and no problems. Right. And then all of a sudden, I now have this. Yeah. And you put a Band-Aid right on it. And all of a sudden, I looked down about an hour later. It was like filled with blood. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> I was like, I better not need stitches or anything. It was fine. There was it's no. fine. There was no big deal. I just thought it was very funny that <laughs> I, I'm cool with the mandolin. I'm not so cool. Oh, yeah. Our, but it, yeah, it was good. Knives time. are hard. Knives are hard for Chuck. Mm-hmm. We've, we've found that out. I need out. to get you the gloves that my nephew has. Yeah. My five-year-old nephew is chopping up vegetables and he's got the gloves. Yeah. He's got his own like kid size knife set. My parents got him, I think, for Christmas and he does really well. He does well. really well. He sent us, her, he, her brother sent us yeah. a, a video. I mean, great. my brother loves to cook and he's yeah. really good with knifeography, I'm going to call it. So, yeah. you know, my nephew's learning from him and he's doing so good. Five years old it's yeah. amazing yep do you want to get to another talking point Roxy? sure you learn something new every day you know in uh-huh. marriage and everything like that uh-huh. roxy does not put butter on her french toast we had french toast i th- don't i never knew that yeah i also don't use syrup on my french toast see that's that's just blasphemy but i know cinnamon and sugar is okay, where that's it's good. at and you put ask my mom she will tell you i would eat french toast and she would tell me i would get i'm gonna get worms because the amount of cinnamon and sugar a very thick layer of cinnamon and sugar covering the entire pieces of french toast that's how i like it okay i'm i'm not yucking your yum i like cinnamon (laughs) sugar too i'm just i was shocked i was shocked that you don't put put butter butter and syrup on your french toast that's all that's all that's i mean i put all of it on so that's okay i'm just okay i was just shocked that was it's okay if you do because i it's an obscene amount of cinnamon and sugar that i put on oh that's okay disgusting yeah but i can't judge so yummy that's for sure (laughs) i don't know what this is why don't we get to the emails (laughs) all right let's start here we heard from ed butt episode 51 he says the woman to whom i am related by marriage and i have been known to make an irish exit slash french retreat but until now i have never had a name for it thank you for giving us a code we can use then we heard from claire natola episode one she says, dap to Ted Keniston for mentioning my favorite character from MASH, Colonel Flagg. I immediately messaged Brian Kissel to see if he heard Ted's email yet. Brian and I are always swapping MASH references. Perhaps Ted, Brian, and I can start the most niche of niche podcasts. Meet the littles who have appeared on the Loyal Littles podcast who also love MASH. I encourage the creation of that podcast with that title. 
That's all I'm going to say. Hop on over to the WTFC <laughs> Podcast Network. Right. Would that count as a spinoff of the Loyal Littles Podcast? Uh, probably. I mean, I guess, right? Probably. That would be hilarious. Aren't we a spinoff, kind of? I mean, nah, sort of. Not I mean, really. Some people have said that, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm wondering how many episodes that can go. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, look, it could turn into like a rewatchable. That's of Mash, true. You know, that's true. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know Mash that well. So, yeah. All right. Then we heard from Stoopsy number 199. So Sandy and I are finishing up putting our Christmas trees away. I love that it's plural. And then he <laughs> says, don't be judgy. <laughs> I can feel you getting judgy. And I was just wondering if you were going to have for sale next year, the Loyal Littles podcast Christmas ornaments you showed on Facebook. Oh. P.S. Leaving in a few to go down to Calvert Woodley to get a 12er of the La Cheeserie beer. And yes, I use the code. Nice. Now, Stoopsy, here's the thing. We didn't buy that. That was given to us. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Michelle Pendleton. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was such a sweet. We love it. We oh, actually yeah. have it up year round. We do. It's the one ornament we actually now, we put our stuff away a while ago, Stoopsy. <laughs> not judging. Not judging. I'm just saying. Actually, we've talked about that before. We wish we could keep those Christmas lights up all year They're round. They're so nice. It's just, it's just yeah. It, it adds a, a different ambiance to the yeah. living room. Yeah, it does. It's really kind of cool. But we didn't really make those and we definitely don't have them for sale, unfortunately. No. <laughs> Maybe but we'll think of something. Yeah, it is, it's a great, it's a, it's a great ornament. Yeah. Next, we heard from Brad Phillips, episode 184. He says, highly recommend New Girl. This is going to sound bad, but Fat Schmidt is my favorite. Also, is Adam Goldberg back? I thought I saw a home video after one of the recent episodes. I don't, I don't remember so. seeing a home video. I remember I we talked about this on a couple episodes ago where they did a yeah. takeoff on Three Men and a Baby. Yep. And so they had Steve Gutenberg yep. guest star as not that character, but as a different character. Right. But then they used him at the end from like a flashback from the movie. Right. So, it so was maybe kinda, that's what it Which they used to do all the time, was? which I yeah. love, but mm-hmm. they don't really do that anymore. So I don't know. Maybe he's around. I don't know for sure. We're not that into it. Right. Uh, we're not a gold nerd, you know, <laughs> like some other people. But anyway, then we heard from Ritz. Hey, guys, I enjoyed hearing Scott Wilson lament rooting for the Pittsburgh Pirates. While you did acknowledge that you've had some other loyal little guests from Pittsburgh, you somehow failed to mention a certain third wheel who is typically found roaming the streets of New York City wearing a Pirates hat. <laughs> Black and yellow, baby. Love you guys, Ritz. Then he has some quick notes. But first of all, Ritz, I'm going to make it up to you. I still have that freaking I have a Pirates flag here. That you I've been do. meaning to bring to bowling and meaning to give to you. Mm-hmm. And I just keep forgetting. And I want it out of the apartment because we don't really have a use for it. Sorry. I mean, I don't not like the Pirates, but they're just not my team. Right. But I've been saving it for you. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll make it up to you a little bit. <laughs> All right. He says some quick notes. The original Night Court actor you failed to mention was Harry Anderson. Yes. And yes, he did appear on Cheers in a few episodes as Harry the Hat, a local con man. His character on Night Court was Judge Harold Stone. Interestingly, Night Court aired for a few seasons in the same Thursday night block as Cheers. I believe Anderson was discovered after appearing on some Saturday Night Live episodes where he did some magic and sleight of hand bits. So that's totally true. I know all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, we had talked about, look, it's not, it wasn't like the greatest sitcom ever, but they did say having the lead in of Cheers Mm -hmm. helped it immensely. Uh And there's been other shows like that. I remember Will and Grace was the lead in for a couple shows that were just, eh. Yeah. But they were very successful because, you know, people, it's 930. Mm -hmm. What are you going to watch? Right. You know, there's not much else. Yeah. Before the 10 o'clock news or those 10 o'clock shows that you watch. So that always helps. You know, it's it's one of those things. So, yeah. All right. Then we heard from Greg Shermita, episode 154. 
He said when Scott Wilson with one L mentioned the Bucks in Basement podcast, I was hoping that it was actually about real Buccaneers. It then dawned on me he was talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates, frown face. I'm a big actual Pirates enthusiast. Okay, so I'm I assume Pirates of the Caribbean, those movies you're into? Yeah, I mean that's That's cool. It's, it's I had a first date to Pirates of the Caribbean one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How'd that go? Not very well. Not very good. <laughs> no. Did your hands meet in the popcorn bucket? No, we sat with an empty chair between us. <laughs> and he had to go to the bathroom like five times. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Hold your bladder. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait. So were your parents there? Any actually parents? actually my in dad the back of the No, my dad and my brother snuck in no you know, just in case the guy got handsy with me. <laughs> I could I could escape. He was, was a, a, we were in eighth grade. But that's not <laughs> why you sat a seat be- between you. Like no, I think what happened was I like to sit in the center of the aisle. So like you're right dead center yeah, dead on the center. screen. Right. He walks into the aisle first and he keeps going. But I just decide to stop following him and sit in the middle. And he, you know, I think he went to say something to me, but realized I wasn't there. And then he saw me like a few chairs away and he came, he was like, oh, okay. And he came and sat with a seat empty between us. Okay. <laughs> first date. We first don't really have time date. to get into this. <laughs> I mean. I was in eighth grade. What do you expect? Uh, well, uh, all right. I won't tell you what I was doing in eighth grade, but <laughs> I mean, no, really. I don't, I don't understand. Like. You're on a date. It yeah. Was, it was a date. Yeah. It was a date. What was the movie? Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, oh that's right. You already yeah. said that. Uh, first of all, that's not really a date movie, but. Well, I'm sorry. My dad took my mom to see Caddyshack on that's their true. first date. That's I true. don't consider that a date oh, movie. Oh, I do. That's a great date movie. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Um, okay. Fair enough. We might come. We might circle back around okay. to that after okay. we get the emails. All right. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, Dear Choxie. I finally got the darkest episode in this podcast history. Roxy stole a pumpkin <laughs> and then dressed it up for Mardi Gras. Now that we know you are living on the lamb, the question needs to be asked to Chuck. Are you planning to continue harboring a fugitive or will you report this criminal behavior so that Roxy can be prosecuted to the full extent of the law? And to think I supported your running sneaker obsession <laughs> Though you really should own and rotate about twelve pairs. Oh, I all like right, that we're gonna idea. stop reading these emails. <laughs> I mean, first of all, episode one seventy eight. Uh huh. I'm still having issues with Roxy being a bully. Oh yeah, I, I was mean, a bully. Yep. Hello. Mm-hmm. I mean, now this. Yeah. I, know. I, I was know. a bully. I stole. I you know. Okay. Enough had a with funny the running first shoes. Date. Twelve pairs. Are you insane, man? I don't hate that. Now look. All right. Here's the thing. <laughs> if Roxy this spring starts running races like every other weekend like uh-huh. i did when i was in my running days which i would hope to get back to but it won't happen because i play mm-hmm. too much softball now mm-hmm. but i mean stuff like that i could see but i mean hello she's not even gone out yet and we're she's I've already gone got out, three pairs i've gone like, out once and then it's been too oh, cold yeah, i get it i'm not judging you for that i'm just saying can we hold off but well, that is one of my resolutions is to run a 5k okay maybe but, a 10k but we'll see can we also get into then the package you got the other day it was more running clothes and i was like what do you need she's yeah. like well when those are dirt i'm like we haven't even started yet why are we buying more clothes because i know i'm going to <laughs> okay. i'm right. telling you i'm going right. to that's, that's great i needed great. a new vest i needed a new long sleeve i needed running gloves <laughs> 
I just need these things, but you Chuck. you have them. I need more pairs of shoes. So why are we ordering more when we haven't even used I, the ones we have? No, no, no. That's, I'm, I'm that's it. I'm not okay, buying right. anymore. As no. much as I want Look, to, I don't need to. If you get into it and this to. becomes a hobby, I will fully encourage that. Thank and I will you. then start getting you these things for okay. like gifts and things like that. Will you no get problem. up early with me and, s- and watch me run and cheer me on? No one ever did that for me. I would do that for you. Let me tell you. I would absolutely, 1,000%, which I know isn't a real number, we're going to get back out to and that support you because there's issue. And I have friends that talked about that and how the parents and stuff uh, don't even get me started. I did so many of those races on tours. No one ever came to the finish line. There was one tour where the finish line was literally like 400 feet from the stage door. Not one person. How dare they? How dare they? I would have, you. I would have been there. I was, I'm sure you even would've. before we started dating, sure I would have been there for you. Wait, I'm trying to think now. Did I run a marathon? I would not anything? have gone to the no, gym with not. you, but I would have gone to cheer you on at a marathon or where, wherever you were running. I okay. would have done that. All right, fair enough. All right, let's finish this. Okay. Throwing it back further. I love the fact that Chuck brought a VCR with him while on tour. I can relate to this on a bunch of levels. The question I have is, what would you do if your hotel TV was too old to have the proper red-white cables for your VCR? Did you ever have to run out to Radio Shack to get an adapter or switch hotels to accommodate the VCR? I'm guessing you carry around a ton of blank tapes. I have a ton of family videos stuck on VCR, so I'm still hanging on to a VCR. We don't have a TV it can connect to easily, but I still have the VCR, damn it. Now... (laughs) Episode 178. This is a whole other topic that I don't think we have time for. Yeah. But no, I didn't use the red and white. That's not how you do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's table this maybe for the next episode because this is a great topic because it it includes free porn. It includes free movies. It includes everything. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Everything. This is a family show, Chuck. All right. We may have the E, but that's for some, you know, swearing. That's for Adam Ferrara. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Should I go back and take the porn out? No. I can just say the free movies. No, it's fine. All right. I'm just saying it's <laughs> stuff. In, and okay. All right. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Episode 178. You're not going to want to miss that. Okay. Kay. Regarding Chuck and his sugar on the cornflakes, I was also big into dumping a ton of sugar on Cheerios, as was I, mm-hmm. cornflakes, as was I, mm-hmm. and any other sugar bland cereal. Granted, I was like eight years old, but it was such a delight when you find that pile of sugar at the bottom of the bowl peeking mm-hmm. out of the milk like a beacon of tooth decay. Yes. Yeah. True. I did that with Rice Krispies. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Yep, Not so much anything else, but it was definitely oh no. Cheerios. Rice Krispies. Again, them. a really nice thick layer of sugar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Finally, regarding birthdays, where do we stand on what a candle or candles can be stuck in to be blown out? Obviously, a cake is ideal, but what about a cookie or pudding? How about Jello? It seems birthday treats are vast, but not all of them that can support a candle. Would it be okay if the candle was added to a beef tenderloin? I'm kind of on board with adding it to anything, but I'm just not sure if there is some etiquette I'm missing here. Episode 178, always better than a hockey segment. Yep. We all know who this is. Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I like the beef tenderloin idea. That actually sounds good. Yeah. A nice piece of steak. Mr. Episode Some 178. Spaghetti. I don't think they know me well enough. And this is, it was funny earlier in the podcast, we talked about how things relate to Tony and how close I am relating to Tony. Here's one of the main ones that we are complete opposites on is I love watermelon. Uh huh. Okay. We should make a Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get the Reverend Mark Schaefer on that. But yeah, no. So I love watermelon. And for my second birthday, my mom got a big watermelon, cut a little slice in the top, stuck two candles in it. And I have pictures of me blowing out my candles. Yes. There's a story behind that, too. Maybe for another time. 
but it's um, very cute. Yeah, it's a very cute story. But yeah. that's how that all started. So yeah, I think candles can kind of go in almost anything as long as it's safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Roxy. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Wow. So tell I know, right? Just flies. <laughs> tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Just go on over to our website, loyallittlespod.com. You'll find our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook handles and anchor and all the things you can write on our guest book it would you probably just be easier for you just send to us an email <laughs> yeah. everything's over there don't forget if you listen to us on apple and itunes please give us a nice rate and review over there especially if you're the, one of the new listeners that really does help we really appreciate it and once again thank you to rob schneider for coming on to meet the littles we really appreciate that. Good times as always. And remember, Roxy, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. If you need fog free eyewear, go to frogfreeeyewear.com. Did you say frog free eyewear? Probably. That's great. We all know fogfreeeyewear.com. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening to the Loyal Littles podcast. We hope to meet you soon. And don't forget, if you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. Bye. And that's the thing. It kind of becomes this whole different thing in your mouth. Sweet time.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. It did not disappoint. Oh, yeah.